Sunday, we know that to pray is to defiantly trust that Jesus sits at God's right hand. Jesus has ascended. He sits at God's right hand. Jesus hears our prayers. He gathers our prayers. And Jesus hears our prayers. And Jesus actually rules over all things. He spurs us to join him into shalom putting things back together, making things whole. Our prayers don't fall on deaf ears. Even our really bad prayers, our selfish prayers, the Spirit gathers them up and filters them out and sifts them and brings them to Jesus. And Jesus actually hears them and brings them to the house. And because Jesus has ascended and is so near to God, Jesus is also insanely and 
wildly near to us. That's the good news of the ascension. We can be prayers, and we can also be co-laborers and collaborators in this difficult work. So Paul remembers his friends in his prayers, and he asks them for wisdom. He asks them for revelation that comes by God's Spirit, the Spirit of Pentecost, and this will help them know God better, have the eyes of their hearts open, have the apertures of their hearts more widely open. So they can be renewed in hope and in the, the power and the word for this, this might, strength, this dunamis. That they have this power and it is possessed by the holy people of God, i.e., saints. Power possessed by the holy people of God. Last week, Justin shared the story of a saint, maybe a lesser than saint, some of us, St. William Seymour, who was. He uh, was uh, part of this ongoing series of saints that we are highlighting uh, in this great cloud of differences, some well-known, some lesser-known, um, to help our imagination grow uh, that we're all saints, all saints, right? Because saints aren't born, God grows saints. And to grow, you have to have a place to be planted. So we grow in the soil that we're planted and we sink roots into a place and that grows it and it's into holy ones in this place. William Seymour's was a story of that happening um, in the Azusa Street Revival. And then all of the, the fruit that was born off of that. And um, to keep the hits coming from the company of great pastors throughout the ages. Eugene Peterson um, helps us dispel this idea that we could be possible. If you knew me, you wouldn't call me a saint, right? And he says instead, pay attention to what I'm saying. This is what, this is what Paul is saying. Pay attention to what I'm saying. I want to give you a new word for yourself. A word that gets beneath all the appearances, behind the roles and functions, a word that defines you primarily in terms of what God has done for you who God is for you. It's a person who is growing up in Christ, a person who cannot accurately be identified apart from God's intense and persistent attention. And that word is the same. The saints. We need to be saints in prayer, tapping into this power, this dunamis. It's not a overwhelming or coercive power, but in that word, dunamis, it is a dynamic power. It is a power that moves and that changes things. It is the power that changes things from death to life, and not the other way around. So often when we think of power, it is power to take something living and make it dead. That makes us feel strong and powerful. It actually has the power to make that power. This is the power that is Praying, holy one. So, friends, saints, fellow saints, as we greatly head into this sabbatical season, and I say we, how much after the first I walk through this for the month of June and July. Um, I ask that you pray, you tap into this dynamic, humanist power, 
that you pray for us and that you pray with us. Because your prayers are so many ways, one of your pastors, I feel like my job is to be one of them. I understand that there's privilege and responsibility and all that. But what I mean is, if Meg and I are doing our jobs really well and being well-formed in Christ, we won't be leading from the front of you, but kind of the middle of you, and probably more often in the back. Um, and, and the shapes of our lives will be the shapes of everyone in Christ, not as like exemplars, but almost like uh, examples so that's what Meg and I are trying to do. Uh, and so I hope that these few months of ceasing and rest that you granted for me and for my family, for Newell, I hope that it also is for you. Maybe you'll be also all right, um, but I pray that you feast and that you grow in this green growing time with this dynamic spirit present among us. I'm, I'm so grateful that this sabbatical season comes as a healthy gift to us and not with all the, like, my friends who have come on sabbatical and they describe like, guilt or, or anxiety that I've heard from their churches or pastors, um, maybe, maybe guilt that they're leaving or stepping away, or anxiety that, that it represents a crisis, that, that doesn't describe um, any of this. When I'm not in crisis, I do not feel insecure about whether you will be able to survive without me, or whether you will be able to do so well without me, you won't want me back, right? But I think in this time that God is giving us, all of us, me and my family and all our church family is giving us everything that we need. And it's giving us more than we need to work through this season of slowness and connection. When you came in today, you might have noticed a new funnel board in front of the church. Um, shout out. These are a, a gift from some of our artists, Katie Anderson and Rachel Rivers and Becky uh, Piggy and Noah Breslin. Uh, Brody helped train them, and we didn't call off any ladders when we did it. And they feature the slow and mysterious things that grow and thrive in the rainy early summer. Males and mushrooms. Who understands that? There's a quotation by this Jesuit um, scientist priest, Pierre Tejard uh, de Chardin. And, um, in that poem about trusting in the slow work of God, he says, Give our Lord the benefit of believing that his hand is leading you, and accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and in God works slowly. There are be times when you are not finished. Reckon with that and talk about a gift in the work of God. So hopefully, the playful illustrations and the colorways aid us being excited about this slow work of God. That is, is, is calling us into this work and we can trust God. And we can find rest even in uncertainty. Our goal this summer and hopefully yours will be to slow down. But not slowing down for slowing down. 
slowing down is not a virtue in and of itself. <laughs> We're trying to slow down, reconnect, rest, heal, maybe to simplify some things with each other and with God. Um, uh, I was thinking about the, how contrary this is to the Facebook mantra of move fast and break things. It's kind of a move slow and many things season for us. So, and hopefully, again, for you. Um, there's a, a Japanese author, Kusuke um, Koyama, who posited that the speed of God is three miles per hour, because that's the speed most humans walk. And God walks with us, and we trust that. God actually probably walks a little slower, but some of us are really long striders, and humor comes in that way. So we'll focus on walking with God. Slowing our pace this summer. We trust that we're never doing this alone. Y'all are with us in this still work. We'll be in our prayers, and my call will never stop giving thanks. And we'll keep asking for God's Spirit to make us all wise and bring us more intimacy as holy ones going to protect the soul work. Work that folks do. We all pray with you. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for your power that is at work among us, even if that power seems small and insignificant, but it is dynamic. It is the same power that we see it happen through. Could I ask a blessing on you and my family? summer in this season. We trust that you will give us any more information. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks.